the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire inside the stock market is so delightful. If you're long the stock market, things are heating up again. Are we going to do it? Dow 20,000, are we going to do it? We're at 19,899. NASDAQ's at 5464. The SP is at 2264. The Trump trade has brought in $63 billion in the stocks. That's the ninth largest inflow ever. So global equity funds received $21 billion in the past week. Some people would see that as a negative. That people tend to show up for the party a little bit on the late side or after it's already been going. I don't judge. Um, Uber's building a trucking for apps. Oh, wait, wait, Amazon's building an Uber for trucking via an app. Okay, let me say that slowly because clearly my tongue is getting the better of me today. I think I just said it correctly. <laughs> Amazon's building an Uber for trucking. They're taking on an $800 billion market where there's typically a 15% middleman. And uh, I just see Jeff Bezos as one of those people that he's probably going to end up being an evil James Bond villain one day because he does everything. He does everything. So they're building an app that's going to come out in 2017, it looks like. And it'll be an easy way for truck drivers to find shippers that need good moves, goods moves. It's also going to eliminate the need for that third party broker, which typically charges a commission of, like I said, about 15 percent. It's going to be an app in real-time pricing and driving directions, as well as personalized features such as truck stop recommendations, suggested tour of loads to pick up and drop off. Um, truck stop prostitutes will be built into the app. Okay, that's not likely. I was just trying to spread some holiday cheer. Zoo. 
little little holiday sexy time for you. Hiding in the back of my truck. Hey, you ain't got no teeth. So the weather outside is frightful. The words coming out of my mouth are naughty. I'm going to get a big old thing of coal this year. So the fact that the stock market did not cool down yesterday is the reason things are heating up again, is that anytime there's a dip, people are buying it. The bullishness stands. So Oracle has some things to say today. It's a little bit lower. They reported second quarter results and issued guidance that seemingly failed to impress. But their services on the web doing very, very nicely. Their cloud services. And I, I think that's the, the tr- thing you see in that stock. Um, the Oracles, the Facebooks, the Intels, the Microsofts, the Salesforces, they've all traded me since the election, whereas everything else has been kind of sexy and some of these tech companies, there's that's where the value is, in my opinion. In a conversation where we're not writing an essay, I don't have that ability to, you know, go into deep, 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 deep detail for you. Um, what else is out there today? Honeywell, they're down a little bit. They issued fourth quarter guidance and offered some conservative sounding guidance for next year. The weakness in those specific stocks don't reflect the stock market because, like I said, all three major indices are higher. There are some reports out today talking about oil, saying that oil will probably be at 55 at the end of 2017 and at 57 at the end of 2018, which basically means some of the moves have been priced in, that there's no more wiggle, because right now oil's right around those levels. Doesn't mean it's going to happen that way, because we don't know. So playing out, putting my finger in things. A little bump in oil prices today, right around 51.28. So Goldman Sachs, like I said, raised its oil forecast for 2017. But that's to where it stands now, which is good because it's had a big move and will, will it be able to maintain that move? They're saying yes. Housing starts and building permits report for November was much weaker than expected. Um, starts in particular registers, uh, starts had a miss. So what you're looking for when you see st- Housing starts and building permits. It's not so much the starts because crappy weather could put a break on, you know, contractors going out there and pouring cement. You're looking for the permits. That's the one that's important to me because that basically tells you the contractor's going to have to hire people and he's going to have to buy cement and he's going to have to come up with a budget and you're going to have to give him some money. And when he gets the money, the contractor's wife is going to go, honey. When are you going to redo our home? They're like, I'm too busy. So anyway, um, downturn was paced by 45% decline in multi-unit starts. It also featured a 4.1% decline in single-family starts. The Northeast led the pullback with a 52% decline in total starts. So there's not a lot of houses. This this report saying housing prices should probably be kind of sticky. If we're not building, if we're not getting them started they're not getting finished, right? Uh, the only pocket of strength was in the Midwest, where housing starts surged 19.8%. Uh, I try to see the people of the world. I consider myself fairly universal in the sense that I don't have blinders on. Uh, so when I want to see white trash people, I go to McDonald's. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is... Um, 
there's a housing is really location, location, location. And hopefully that sets in. Oh, I saw Rogue One last night. Saddest last 10 minutes of a movie I've ever seen. They don't call them the evil empire for nothing. They had droids eating Ewoks. Okay, maybe that's not true. So, building permits. Back to the non-evil empire. Um... Oh, what I was trying to get across about, I try to see people, is since real estate's really location, 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 I, I, I truly believe that. Um, if we're building, if you go to like Iowa, when your airplane lands in Iowa, you're going to get off that plane, you're going to look around, look around, okay, practice in your car right now, look around, okay. When you get off that plane in Iowa, you're going to say, there's a lot of land here, and there's really nothing stopping you from developing a house right next to the airport or right next to the university or right next to downtown or right next to East Des Moines. Um, but in like California, there is a lot has already been overdeveloped. So housing starts and where can you develop is a big question. Now again, oof, I've seen condo projects squeezed into areas that you're like, there's no way they're going to put 60 units right there. Oh, my God. They just put 60 units right there. You thought it could fit like three. So, anyway, building permits declined 4.7% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $1.2 million. Um, permits, like I said, that's a sign of future activity. So, we're not really building much now, and we're not getting that many permits out. So, that should help real estate. Now, again, that's just one data point. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. This Christmas, and as I look around, your eyes outshine the town they do. This Christmas, fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the night. KDOW. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Report. Old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey update. Welcome in. Let's talk a little hockey. It's that time of season. And don't forget, because it is that time of season, to talk hockey and ice and pucks, you can get tickets, four packs, family packs. At sjbarracuda.com. It's sjbarracuda.com. Lots of games coming up for the rest of December into January and February as well. Nick Nolenberger, the voice of the Barracuda. How are you, Nick? Good morning, Rob. Doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. Now, this is your first year as the play-by-play man of uh, the Barracuda. How's it going? You're you're a quarter of the way into the season, probably. Oh, it's just uh, it's been a perfect uh, experience thus far. I think the team hasn't even uh, scraped the surface of the potential. Um, they have, but in terms of the guys and the quality of individuals in the locker room, uh, you know, they're, they're all great guys. It makes it pretty easy when you, when you gotta travel with them all the time and be around as much as we are. Um, uh, it's, uh, great that they're good people and, uh, it's been a blast thus far. Now, the San Jose Barracuda are the AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks are having a good season. How are the Barracuda season progressing? 
Right now, uh, just uh, looking outside of the playoff picture, it's kind of a unique situation in the Pacific Division when they moved all those teams out west uh, last year from uh, the American League affiliates were all out on the East Coast. So they moved them out west, so it's just a little bit more uh, convenient when you needed to call players up. It makes a lot more sense. Um, they moved it to a percentage, a win percentage, to make the playoffs. So for San Jose um, and the majority of the Pacific Division, it's all about winning percentage. A couple of the teams, the two Texas teams, are still on um, a full American League schedule. San Jose, Bakersfield, uh, Ontario, San Diego, they're still on a, uh, a shortened season, so it's about winning percentage. But right now, teams playing good. Um, they've won, uh, I guess, they're 5-3-2 in their last 10, so um, starting to kind of trend in the right direction, get some momentum with uh, with the group, and uh, I think as the as the season progresses, this team's going to start to hit its stride and it'll just uh, kind of jump up uh, the standings. And, and I think talent-wise, they should be uh, near the top uh, when it's all said and done. Two home games come up this weekend, uh, Saturday, December 17th at 7, and Sunday, December 18th at 3 afternoon. I always like the afternoon games because if you have kids, it just makes it easy to get in and get out, stop for dinner, put the kids to bed kind of thing. People can get tickets at sjbarracuda.com. Last weekend, though... I think you got back-to-back shutouts from Troy Grosnick. Sure did, yeah, Troy Grosnick. Coming back from injury, wasn't even uh, expected really to get in on Thursday. Um, Montes Armales got the start, uh, had, a, had a tough first period. Uh, the defense allowed 17 shots on him, three of them got past him. So they put Grosnick in. He does his first game back after uh, not playing for about two weeks after getting uh, a right leg injury. Comes into the game, doesn't allow a goal through the two periods, and then carries that over. Um, despite San Jose losing on Thursday 4 nothing, he uh, plays both games against San Diego on Saturday and Sunday and picks up back-to-back shutouts. He now has four shutouts on the season. Uh, San Jose has five total shutouts in just 19 games. So Grosnick, who didn't have a single shutout last year, has four this year. Uh, and in his fourth year as a pro, it seems like uh, he's kind of flipped the script. It was a tough year for him last year, had an opportunity to kind of win the job. Um, got beat uh, out by Aaron Dell, who's now the backup for the San Jose Sharks. Um, but Grosnick's kind of, you know, he's uh, changed the page a little bit, had a really good offseason, changed up his uh, training regimen, um, and it's paid dividends for him. He's uh, named the uh, American League Player of the Week for the back-to-back shutout. So just the second time a Barracuda player has uh, earned that honor, so everybody's pretty excited for the way Troy's played this far. How proud are you when you get to uh, get home, crack open a beer, watch a San Jose Shark game, and see some of the guys that you were calling just a couple days before Kevin LeBanc uh, got the five-hole shootout winner the other night. First goal ever in a shootout. Gave the Sharks two points. Uh, kind of exciting. Oh, it's yeah. For me, it's uh, it's really fun, especially growing up uh, in the area. Being from Santa Cruz, I grew up a Sharks fan. Uh, played through the junior system, so you know, just uh, it's kind of in my blood to be a Sharks fan. And now to see these guys and be around these guys again, like you mentioned, Kevin LeBanc, just 20 years old, um, hasn't played a ton with us. It seems like he did just because he started the year with us. Uh, played the six games, got called up to the Sharks, played a couple games with us about a week and a half ago, okay. just because the Sharks had about four days off, so they sent him back to us so he could continue to play. But, yeah, the kid is impressive. It's really fun to watch these guys. A guy like Ryan Carpenter, too, who's back with us. But this is a third-year pro, an undrafted guy. Um, you know, it's just always been somewhat of an underdog. Uh, just about a week and a half ago, I think it was, he scores a goal on national television, a you know, nationally televised rivalry game against the L.A. Kings. He gets his first uh, NHL goal. So to watch those guys uh, score and have success at that level, 
Um, can't help but be excited that when Carpenter scored, I jumped up to my feet and I was like, kind of screaming and excited. So it's fun, you know. You root for these guys, you're around them, they become, you know, they're, they're your peers and they become your buddy and buddies. And uh, it's you definitely root for them to have success. Sounds just about right. Now, give us a little bit of color on what we could expect out of seeing Timo Mir make his Sharks debut. Yeah, Timo Meyer, top round pick, 2015. Um, last year, there's a you know rumors he might make the Sharks. Um, they decided uh, with still junior eligibility, they were going to send him back. So they sent him back to a junior team at the time. It was the Halifax Mooseheads. Um, he ended up getting traded midway through the season in junior. Um, they made it all the way to a Memorial Cup final with uh, Rowan Miranda Huskies. And to make a Memorial Cup final and, and major junior hockey is a big deal. And um, he was near the top in points and, and uh, goals. And uh, he's jumped into his first season with the Barracuda after suffering. Uh, he got sick for about a month he missed in training camp. He had mono, so that kind of negated any chance of making the big club right at camp. But, you know, we were fortunate enough to get him. Um, and he missed the first couple games, but he jumped in and uh, – uh, he leads the team uh, in goals with nine. So he's a big, powerful forward. He's six for one, 200 plus pounds. Uh, they just don't build him like that. A guy with that type of skill and size, that combination, he likes to get in the gritty areas and throw his weight around, um, be physical. And um, I know uh, Sharks fans were, were uh, waiting for his arrival in anticipation. They were excited for it. So everybody, uh, you know, was kind of buzzing on social media about the, the news once they found out that he had been called up. So. Um, I think just expect a skilled physical guy um, who should be able to you know jump right in, get in the score sheet, um, and uh, he's going to be a good one for a long time to come. We'll see uh, how long he's up there. We'll see if this is a permanent thing. Like a guy like LeBanc, he played so good, you just have no choice but to keep him up there. So Timo can adjust quickly. Um, I'd expect him to, to stay with that group as, as long as he can. What a lot of our listeners probably don't know is that hockey really fosters the AHL really well, and the talent is so amazing. Pavelski and Couture um, played with the uh, there were the Wooster Sharks then, but they they did their time. They got their call up, and you make the most of it, and suddenly you're an all star. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, especially you know we I think sometimes we get lost a little bit in the shuffle just because we're we're so new out here. Uh, on the on the West Coast, we play in the same building as the NHL club, um, but we're starting to make a name for ourselves. Yeah, it's really fun hockey. Um, you know, these are really high end, uh, talented players that otherwise would probably be a majority of them really would be uh, in the NHL in in no time. But when you've got an uh, NHL club that's as good as the Sharks are with as much depth and talent um, coming off a, a Stanley Cup appearance, there's just not a lot of open slots for these guys to jump into the lineup. So. Instead, they've got to mature and grow in the American Hockey League, and there's a ton of high-end talent. You know, the level and skill is off the charts with these guys. Um, you know, they're, they're just uh, itching at the bit to, to break an NHL club, to break into the Sharks lineup. Again, there's just not a lot of spots. These guys got to just mature in the in the AHL. But you mentioned Couture yep. and Pavelski, you know. Um, even last year, you saw guys go up and down. Chris Tierney uh, spent a majority of the season with the Barracuda, That's kind right. of uh, jumped in the Sharks lineup, had his ups and downs, and finally kind of got to cut you off right there. Thanks so much. It's Nick Nolenberger from the AHL. Pick up tickets at sjbarracuda.com.
Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I can admit that I like pop music like Sia. I like zombie shows. I shook it one more time with Britney Spears once in my life. You have to be able to admit that sometimes life isn't all highbrow. I'm a self-made millionaire. And I'm kind of a big deal. I love scotch, scotchy, scotch, scotch. Here it goes, down into my I'm bed. very important. I'm very important. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. I have many leather-bound books and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I immediately regret the decision to do this Ron Burgundy bit, which is a bit he said. Um, With that said, I want to talk a little bit about being a self-made millionaire. And there's things that I've I've learned, and I think this is very, very true. In college, I took a playwriting class because the one thing I couldn't do was write a play. I could write essays. I could write short stories. I could write a novella. Um, The one thing I couldn't do was write plays. It, It was a concept that, you know, I couldn't exit stage left if I had tried to. And I took a playwriting class for one of the great American playwrights. Um, and one of the things he taught me, he said, you know, go write down on a cute, on 20 index cards, things that you, 20 things that you believe in. And I think it's super, super important. So I've kind of kept that concept where if I'm reading a book, um, I'll keep index cards by if I see a sentence that I really, really like. And, uh, out of all the millionaire type quotes that are out there, and I think there's plenty of them. I think it's kind of important that you write down some thoughts and kind of define yourself. Like, up markets don't excite me, down markets don't don't scare me. You know? Now, you can find that in a sentence somewhere, in some more beautiful form, for sure. But, for instance, I think getting wealthy is a state of mind. I think you have two choices when it comes to money. You could believe that it is the responsibility of other people to take care of you. Or you could believe that every citizen in a free market economy has the opportunity to become wealthy. I'm self-made. I can tell you that uh, if I didn't figure out the path that I figured out, there's a good chance that I could be selling insurance, which there's nothing wrong with selling insurance, but I wouldn't be, quote-unquote, self-made millionaire. Um, I might be managing a restaurant, which would be great, because when you manage restaurants, you stay till 1 o'clock in the morning, you use dirty mop water, you... Find a waitress, you impregnate her, and and live happily ever after, right? And she goes, I married the manager. And she makes all the the front-end people jealous. But anyway, there's a quote out there that I really like by William Feather, and it goes, wealth flows from energy and ideas. And one of the things that I do is I spend 10 minutes a day writing ideas for this show. And sometimes it's in forms of humor. You know, like, what are you going to do when you retire? I'm going to move to Mexico and open up an optometrist store. What's it going to be called? I, 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 I. So I will actually take the time and write that down. Um, and that's the difference between me and you sometimes. And that may be the self-made millionaire versus the guy who goes, 
I wish I could go to one football game a year and define myself as a guy who wears a foot jersey. Um, so you have to have ideas. The average person is operating from you know a faulty belief that money is scarce and difficult to earn. There's so many ideas out there, and that's one of the beauty, the beauty, beautiest things about that show Shark Tank. Um, you see some really, really bad ideas, but at least these people are trying, and they're going to succeed. Because another one of my quotes is: sometimes you take a, a pie in the face, and sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I love pie. It's okay to take a, a chance and fail miserably. Um, you know, it's okay to say to your your honey bunny, your sugar booger, honey. I think it's time that we move. I've got a friend right now that, oh, what a mess. Uh, her mother got into kind of some dementia. And she was one of those people who always counted on her mother. She lived with her mother. She needed money. She'd go to her mother. And then her brother's like, well, mom's demented, so it's time to sell her house and put her in a home kind of thing. And sure enough, you know, the daughter's life falls apart as the mother's life starts to age and proceed. And she sent me 10 texts last night in the middle of the night, paranoid about people stealing money from her, and she has no money. And I think sometimes you have to kind of like define yourself uh, if you're with me or, or against me. Uh, Anne Rand once wrote, run for your life from any man who tells you that money is evil. That sentence is a leper's bell of an approaching looter. Um, I agree. <laughs> you know? The average person has been brainwashed to believe rich people are lucky or dishonest. The biblical passage that states that love of money is the root of all evil has been misquoted to say that money itself is the root of all evil. Um, I disagree. You know, I, it, all I could say is that I disagree. And people that tell you that money is evil, I think they're wrong. I think money is incredibly opportunistic. Every year I give money to help save elephants. And it's one of the charitable things that I believe in. Uh, because we can't have those animals wiped off this planet. And we can't have people shooting them for essentially jewelry. Uh, there's got to be a better way to go about this. And I can't do it. I'm not smart enough, so I just give money to it. Um, Andrew Young once wrote, I have about concluded that wealth is a state of mind and that anyone can acquire a wealthy state of mind by thinking rich thoughts. I... Yeah. When I was 18, I decided I want to retire when I'm 35. I want $1 million. That was my rich thought. And I knew that with $1 million, I could live off $40,000 a year till the day I die. And, you know, my thought was actually was going to be that I was going to move to California and find a beach like maybe Santa Barbara, find a nice looking woman with a good body who likes to wear almost no clothes and we could sell oranges on the beach. Um, and live off the 40000 and not tell people that we have a million dollars, but kind of just enjoy the day, so to speak. I don't want to work till the day I die. That's one of my rich thoughts. Will Rogers, who, I don't know if he said this, but he, I think he once said, I'd like to meet a one-handed economist. Uh, because they'll always say, well, the Trump economy is going to be growing because we're going to increase the debt load, but we're also going to have a massive asset build up. But on the other hand, like all that debt, like you can't get a good, honest answer out of it, Thomas. But Will Rogers once said, a man only learns in two ways. One is by reading and the other by association with smarter people. Um, I read voraciously. I love reading. Um, I just finished the book when breath becomes air. Or when air becomes breath. And it's about a 
Stanford physician who is a neurosurgeon who his whole life he took the toughest choices. Like when he was in med school, he's, he didn't say, oh, I want to be a dermatologist. So your dermatologist basically got to grad, got to med school and said, oh, I want to see people's zits for the rest of my life. He's like, I want to be a neurosurgeon. I, I, I want to scrape bodies off the ground that have been in motorcycle wrecks and, and put them back together and, you know, potentially work on, you know, th- their meaning uh, and their brain activity. But, uh, and so it is true. You get smarter by hanging out with smarter people and you get smarter by reading. There was a book series by Robertson Davies, uh, one of my favorite writers. He was a Canadian called the Depth Third Trilogy. Um, it's really tough reading. And when I was in college, I would ask everyone, what's your favorite book? Because I would then write it down and I'd go buy it. Um, so I had a whole bookshelf of people's favorite books and, Depth of Trilogy was incredibly tough to get through, but it taught me, it taught me, and see, that's what I'm saying. You learn from reading books and you learn from hanging out with smart people. Depth of Trilogy taught me, like, there's so much beauty in the world. And the, the opening scene is two kids playing with snowballs. One of them is a bully, and he puts a rock in the snowball, throws it at his friend, the friend ducks. Snowball hits a pregnant woman, out comes a baby, like, three months early. So the books are about, the first one is about the guy who ducked. The second one is about the guy's kid who put the rock in the snowball. And the third one is about the kid who came out early. And you see the same events in life from three different perspectives. And you kind of learn that life is a floating opera and where you are and where you see things are, are relevant. Um, and you could have the vision that you're totally correct, but take two steps to the left and you don't even know what's going on. So one of the reasons you should volunteer this weekend or any weekend is that people who volunteer and I've always found like I had a friend who's just an amazing woman, just amazingly funny, sexy, smart, a great sense of humor, totally gets guys are different than women. You know, she would always get on like dating apps and find guys. I'm like, that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is go volunteer, find someone who has the same character that you're looking for, not a random swipe left or right kind of thing. So if you volunteer, you're probably going to hang out with people who have money. You're probably going to hang out with people who have character. Um, and I, I think that's a good thing and it's not a bad thing. So like one of the things that, you know, I learned, uh, you know, how you see like African aid issues and, you know, like the United States throws thousands and thousands and millions of dollars into African aid. Do you know why church groups do African aid? Like you may uh, have a Baptist church in your community and they're like, oh, we're sending our pastor over to Africa to build houses. A lot of reasons churches do it is because they don't have to go through the government ties and they can go straight to the source. Whereas the U.S. government has to deal with the Ethiopian government and nothing ever gets done. So anyway, both fortune and love befriend the bold. Live with the kings, my friends. Aim big. Have a big year ahead of you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I have webinars coming up. I've got seminars coming up. Can't wait to get in touch and talk money with you. Your retirement needs a plan, but it can be hard to know how to even begin. By keeping your focus on just a few essential issues, you can increase your chances of enjoying a secure future. Step one, sign up for the free webinar, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income, hosted by New Focus Financial. It's Wednesday, December 21st, starting at 7 p.m. 
And during this hour-long webinar, you'll learn from certified financial planner Chad Burton how you can reduce risk with diversification. He'll give you tax reduction strategies and estate planning tips and let you know which bond alternatives and retirement products make sense in today's low interest rate environment. You'll learn how to rebalance your portfolio in retirement and create a tax-efficient distribution plan. And you'll get tips on portfolio structuring, asset allocation, and more. Again, this is a free webinar, 7 p.m. Wednesday, December 21st, for about an hour. Go to newfocusfinancial.com to register now and take the first step towards a secure future. That's newfocusfinancial.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. We don't know if we're lost, but we'll find a way. We don't know if we leave, will we make it home. This is the Strumbellas, and we don't know the road we're heading down, right? It's no different than the Talking Heads, which... I'm really upset about. <laughs> um, I had a chance to have Talking Heads Jerry Harrison on the show. And the problem was the publicist. I was like, very cool, Jerry Harrison. You know, he's the guy who goes, James Brown! James Brown! And he's starting a, a funding, fund me now kind of social thing, which is kind of interesting. So they're looking for money to put into social projects like saving elephants, things like that. So the publicist and I are talking back and forth, and she goes, I, he has to come on with the CEO as well. And I'm like, I really don't like two people interviews at the same time, but I'll do it because, you know, I'd love to talk to him a little bit about, you know, that iconic James Brown line. And, uh, you know, he, he, he does the song with the talking heads or there wasn't even the talking heads at this point in time. The um, Tom Tom Club, which was basically the talking heads without David Byrne as the lead singer. And they would do basically songs when David Byrne wanted to go get some water kind of thing. And uh, so I asked the public, I said, can um, I, I said, I'm so looking forward to talking a little bit about, I mean, that's an iconic thing and to be with the talking heads, which I think is one of the greatest bands of all time. Like if, if Desert Island kind of things, I'd take that for sure. Um, and the public said, yeah, just make sure you do that last. I'm like, nope, no interview. I said the one thing, I, and I told her this because she, she was she was shocked that I canceled the whole thing because it was going so well. It was going so well. I said the one thing that I have to have is the ability to, to chat, and you can't like tell me not to. Because the next day, when the market's down four thousand points or whatever, I have to be able to come to you, the listener, and say it's a big deal or it's not a big deal. I can't have my boss to say, "Why don't you talk about some happy things today?" The one thing you have to develop and get really good at in your head is a voice. Anyhow, and anyway, um, Strumbellas, they're my talking heads when I was 13. They're my talking heads when I'm 40 plus. So I like the new album enormously. Give it a try. 
If you have Spotify, give it a try on YouTube. YouTube Music, not a bad service. Um, if you ever check it out. So there's even an app called YouTube Music. Anyhow, and anyway, um, stock markets. Let's get back to that and focus on that for a second. Um, it's been a very, very big rally since President-elect Donald Trump. And keep in mind, the valuations are, are very, very rich. They're as rich as they were in 2000, 2002, when the market had a massive correction on tech stocks. But the tech stocks didn't really have earnings then, and they kind of deserved that correction. And the valuations are just as rich as they were in 2006, 2008, when we had the housing crisis. Um, but in this case, we don't have a lot of bad loans being developed by banks. So we're okay. This isn't a bad super overvaluation. I would love a 10, 20% pullback. Will I get it or not? I don't care. So, um, but I would love it. I would love it. I get a little extra cash right now because you always have extra cash when you're an investor so that if there's an opportunity, you're there to be able to take it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I have a quick question for you. And um, I'll use Tony, Tony Mendez. I'll put you on mic real quick. Have you ever seen Kiss Cams? No. Okay, Kiss Cams are... Let me see if I can't explain this quickly. They're things along the lines of when oh, yeah, you're yeah, at a sporting yeah. event. And, yeah. Okay. Do you think, real quick answer, kiss cams usually end with a very bad thing where someone won't kiss somebody um, or a celebrity kisses another celebrity kind of thing. Do you think that final kiss is scripted or do you think it's real? When the girl throws a Coke on top of him for being on his phone... I'd say it's scripted. Scripted. That's the correct answer. I think that's one of my tests I'm going to give people one day when I'm president of the United States <laughs> to see if they just stay in the United States or if we have to ship them back um, to the motherland of England or wherever they came from um, because I kind of want to weed out people. I think even if you're surprised. Hold like on a that. second. Mike, Mike, tell Greg to get out of the studio. We have a show going on. Just because he's got his job back and he's here for one day, he doesn't get to come in the studio. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's a protocol. Tell them to go. So, anyway, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Start saving for retirement now, if you haven't done it now. And I was in a situation recently where, where we're talking Christmas bonuses. I was like, if it were up to me, do a Christmas bonus in a 401k, like a profit sharing. That's awesome, because it, it, it gives your employee not just $1.00. It gives them maybe 4 or $5, depending on how old they are and how long they have that money to work for them, and it's not taxed, um, on a 401k. Or you can give them money that's been taxed, but that's kind of a weak dollar at that point in time because the employer might be paying 30% taxes, so he had to have a dollar thirty to come up with a dollar kind of situation. And then there's your state taxes and income taxes and things along those lines. I would much prefer to get my bonuses um Tied to 401ks. And I know you're saying, that's not very much fun. I'm probably not a lot of fun. I vacation while I do experience as well, but I'm probably not that much fun. I look at, like, skateboards as, ooh, I could hurt myself on that. So, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Apple's coming out with their new office in 2017, and it looks like a spaceship. It's really, really, really cool. A lot of people put companies that have really big offices kind of on check thinking that this could become a problem 
And what I mean by that is, like Nokia, if you ever take a look at their headquarters, they built it basically the year their stock hit an all-time high. Worthy of note. Although I do think Apple has a very good 2017, because the 10-year anniversary of the smartphone, holy mackerel, we've only had smartphones for 10 years. How they've changed our lives. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.